Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up, everybody? It's Will, and we're back for another brand new Field Note Fridays episode brought to you by WorkSharp Tools, the knife sharpening company. And we're actually live down here in Texas for turkey camp right now, and I've got Mr. Josh Dalkey here, and we're going to give y'all an in-the-field report of what the birds are doing down here in Texas, in the north zone specifically, so... Texas is actually split up into two different zones, the north zone and south zone. We're actually just kind of right on the border, almost smack dab in the middle, if you will. And so, Josh, thanks for hopping on. We're here live in turkey camp. What has been your takeaway on this week? Well, first of all, I'll say to everybody who's listening to this, I apologize in advance if uh, if I lack a little bit of coherence. It's because the sleep depth has already set in. Turkey season is now officially into full swing. And for me, turkey season goes into full swing the moment it starts. And I actually started about a week ago in Nebraska uh, hunting on an Indian reservation. So I got an early start, but I didn't have a tag in my pocket. So I was just out there with some buddies. We knocked down some birds. And so I've been really looking forward to coming down here to try to hunt a Rio down here in Texas. And like Will said, we're here just about the center line of the north zone but on the southern border so we're just on the edge of the south zone and and the way that texas does that is for real grand turkeys they split it into two zones and then things run a little bit different for eastern gobblers but with the rios we are here down on this big beautiful four thousand acre ranch uh it's rolling hills you've got a combination of mesquite trees and live oaks and cedars and big dry creek beds with giant rocks and it's just a really cool layout super cool place it took us i'd say two and a half days to figure it out one full day i think wasn't it yeah one one full day a night of putting the birds to rest 
and then put it together that second morning. And we did put a bird to rest. The <laughs> we did <laughs> the second morning. <laughs> no, I, I would say if uh, if you're hunting in this region of the country right now, what we're looking at in terms of the bird activity is things haven't really fully kicked off yet. And when I say that, what I mean is with the birds we've seen here, we're looking at groups of turkeys still running around together. Very few solo hens. And just overall, it appears to be very little breeding activity. Um, no solo hens that have already been bred walking around for the most part. And also, you've seen, we've seen gobblers running with each other trying to court hens and they've been putting up with each other so that's that's interesting because in the progression of the season right now we should be seeing either gobblers that are going with hens by themselves or you know probably in most cases not seeing gobblers are going to be running with hens cooperating with each other there should just be one dominant bird running with a hen or a couple of hens and We've seen a lot of intermingling. We haven't seen any fighting. They have not been responsive to calling at all, other than just, you know, some courtesy gobbles and some basic roost talk and whatnot. Yeah. But the birds just, I don't think we've called in a single turkey yet. Mm, well, actually, we did have uh, Jordan, who's out here, um, the bird that I called in for him. We had a couple of birds that came straight up to this cliff edge, and they were gobbling their heads up off up, up at the top, full strut. It was really cool. They were silhouetted at the top, and they actually roosted down, which y'all will see this terrain and video on what this place is like. The birds are insane here. Uh, but to get back to it, these, these birds roosted down, or roosted down and uh, came around the backside of us and got silent for an hour or two. We didn't know where they were, thought they went somewhere else. And then we had a couple more right before it started where we almost start losing shooting light. And we had a couple more birds coming up towards the top. Then all of a sudden, 20, 30 yards behind us, one just cracks off. And I'm sitting 10, 15 yards back behind the group. And all you can hear is... <laughs> and I could just feel it in my bones in the ground. And the camera guy that's in front of me with the shooter, we both look at each other and our eyes get giant and he's looking at me and i just see him flash up a two zero and points back to me and this bird got so close behind me i mean i'm just sitting in front of like this little scrub brush and this bird got so close i can hear its fans or its uh wing tips dragging on the ground i can literally hear the dirt falling off its feet as it takes steps like i could hear this thing breathing it was right behind me and lo and behold i mean he was gobbling his head off. I mean, I could just let off a couple, but I'd say that's the one out of, I don't know how many of encounters we have, but that we ended up killing him, but that's the one out of all the encounters that actually was a true calling and active hunt. Yeah, and remind me, did you guys have a decoy out? Uh, No, we didn't. And the thing that saved us is we were sitting on this river bottom, dried up river bottom, and we actually saw two hens early in the evening down at the water and what saved us was they ended up walking by in the front of us giving our cameraman and shooter enough time to where it finally uh, those two hens going by pulled that tom into the riverbed instead of being directly behind me 
and uh luckily shooter put a great shot on it we got him down yeah it would have been really interesting to see what would have happened if you did have decoys out especially if, if you had like a jake or a full strutter um because <laughs> you can't put it in that rock down there <laughs> Yeah, that's the, that's the thing with this place. I actually broke a, a stake this morning on my Montana decoy. I was trying to put all my body weight on this thing to just get it into the ground enough so it would stand. There was no wind, so I didn't need to get, you know, the whole stake in there like you normally would, but I couldn't even get in an inch of that stake because the ground is just rock hard. There's been, like, no moisture down here. There's a burn ban. Uh, if we <laughs> lit a match and it flew off into the wind this whole place would probably go up in flames. It is yeah. brutally dry, which is never, never a good thing for, uh, you know, turkeys in, in Texas or this part of the country in the Southwest when they're trying to produce some clutches that are going to take. They really need some moisture. I mean, there's enough for them to drink, but in terms of rainfall and overall moisture, it's not a good situation right now. So we need some rain. But Do you, back think, to, do you think that's part of the reason why they may not be super active yet and i mean we haven't really had any warm weather uh the day that jordan shot that bird in the evening it was 96 degrees and it's we had a cold front blow in 40 mile an hour winds it was 38 this morning and it seemed like they got really active on that super hot day yeah you made a good point earlier when we were trying to dissect the situation about the inconsistency in the weather right now and and some of the the colder weather that we've seen in the swings i do think for these birds down here, I think it's definitely having some effect. Uh, I think they're somewhat lethargic right now. And with that bird that you guys killed, going back to that, I I really wonder if that gobbler actually would have came in and attacked a Jake or a Strutter decoy. Um, everything else I've been seeing here with the way these turkeys have been acting, I think maybe he would have just come in and hung out. Um, so when I say they're not really, we're not really calling them, uh, Mainly what I mean by that, just to clarify, is we don't have gobblers that are running in looking for a fight or that are super aggressive. Everybody's just kind of flying down, going immediately to their daily pattern, trying to pull them off of that at all has been virtually impossible. So the main takeaway that I would have strategically for this week is you're looking at hunting these birds just like you would on a, on a winter or fall pattern. Um, you have to be in front of them. You got to be in their path, either leaving or coming back to roost. And because this country is so big and <laughs> yeah. rolling and they're not gobbling after they hit the ground for the most part, um, it's, it's a challenge because you got to be ahead of them and you lose them so quickly in this country. You think that you could get to a high point and be able to see them in an open pocket, but we've glassed for hours trying to see birds like that. And you just don't see them. It's, I think they're going back to the old uh, tunnel system that a lot of turkey hunters know about. They're underground. Yeah. Well, and I got to say just, you know, me being native to Texas and I've hunted the North Zone my whole entire life, it seems like the magic, the magic time for when these birds really turn on is after Easter. It kind of seems like Easter and beyond. We finally have some warm weather. Hopefully have a little bit of rain, gets the birds a little active, and it just kind of seems that that's when they really break up and they want to come in and rip something's head off. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because I would say um, being down here right now, I expected the birds to be 
at least to have a few birds that were going to be way more receptive to calling and right, some satellite right. birds maybe that, that wanted to sneak into setups and whatnot. But just haven't seen a whole lot of that. In fact, I'm hunting Minnesota this coming week. Uh, we open, I believe it's April 14th on Thursday. So I'll go home, catch up on some work, and then start start again with the Minnesota Turkey opener with some friends. We'll be filming some episodes for Posse. And uh, I have a feeling we're going to be dealing with very similar circumstances way up in Minnesota where we still have snow. We're going to have to be getting in front of the birds, knowing their patterns, um, kind of cling, clinging on to that really early spring, late fall pattern. And what, you know, <laughs> turkey woods, turkey country, things can change at the drop of a hat, it seems mm -hmm. like. And you never know when that day is going to be. So for here, it could be tomorrow. It could be in two days. In Minnesota, it could be in a week. When things just fly off the handle and next thing yeah. you know you got two-year-olds running into every setup yeah yeah definitely right now like you said just getting into those patterns you know your bird we didn't even you didn't even let out a call that morning so just getting in front of the birds finding their pattern and just you know wait until they start to fire up another bit of advice i'll share based on my experiences um during the past 20 some years of turkey hunting one thing i've realized is that there are periods in the season um, and we've seen a lot of that this week, I believe, where the birds are on a strict pattern. And I think a lot of the times the boss hen of that group is oh, calling man. the shots. And she's a, it, it just seems like when those she, turkeys are in certain groups that are, that are led by a hen, they don't care. They don't care. But also not only, not, not to, not only do they not care, but like, they stay away from other turkeys, at least as indi indicative of how they respond to calling, because you can call and they might call back. But I truly believe that when they're acting like this, they're actually going to go away from you. It's almost like they are just trying to maintain their existing social hierarchy or they don't want to, to mingle with outsiders. And I've seen that throughout the season in a lot mm -hmm. of different places. So that's why I didn't call the morning I killed my bird because I figured we might as well just let the birds do what they're doing and just essentially we kind of had to deer hunt them and just sit there and wait and just set up an ambush but I think possibly if I would have called that morning that gobbler wouldn't have necessarily strolled by um they're just they're just super lethargic right now yeah yep well y'all we appreciate y'all tuning in. Hopefully you're going to be able to take a little bit of this advice from Josh and I and just kind of understand what the birds are doing right now. It's probably going to change here in another week or two, but if you want to keep up with everything that we're doing, you want to make sure you're getting these in the field reports from us on Field Note Fridays, make sure you head on over to Apple, Spotify, whatever your listening platform is. Rate, review, subscribe. Helps us out. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.